Let's go. Let's go. Oliver Twist. Twist. If it wasn't for all of my haters, I wouldn't exist. I can remember when we was just trapping and moving the bricks. Welcome back, Romans. This is the Roman Podcast, episode 22. And we are your hosts, Romulus. And Kojo. And how have you been? How was your weekend? Uh, weekend was good. Just, it's funny because I wanted to say, oh, I just worked because I pretty much just worked. Yeah. Um, read a little, read a, actually listened to a lot more of The Way of Kings. Yeah. Um, okay. How'd you like that? It's been good. It's been good. Got Dalamar. He's cool peoples. Yeah. He's yeah. really cool peoples. That, that chasm feed day. Oh my God. That was crazy. That was, that was lit. <laughs> when he lifted the claws, like, oh, I got this. I got this. I forget you niggas. I got this. <laughs> yeah. All y'all niggas think I'm weak. I ain't weak. Pow. But yeah, read a lot. Um, did a lot. Hung out a lot. Just uh, you know, same old shit. Mm. And you? How's how's the weekend? Uh, this is pretty good. I worked a lot. I um, did a lot of writing. I'm thinking of of uh, releasing something soon. Okay. Writing wise, so that should be interesting. Uh, I caught up on a lot of music. I think I sent you uh, one or two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I've been listening to a lot of books, so I haven't had a lot of time for music. So mm. um, I finished all my books and have had this sense of existentialism. So I went back to listening <laughs> to music. Uh, and yeah, so I've been catching up. I've been um, filling up my playlist, like uh, fixing things up, mm-hmm. and um, essentially just getting ready. As I think the last time I mentioned the transition between jobs. Yeah. So I'm working on that and uh, just chilling. That was pretty much all weekend. Okay, right on. Yeah. Right on, right on. N- nothing too exciting. Yeah. Nice. That's good. I mean, it's good to it's good to kind of, especially when you know that you're in a, tra- a, a period of transition, to kind of prepare ahead for what's, com- what's up, uh, what's in store, mm-hmm. and also just try to get back um to stuff that you probably neglected a little bit just because you didn't have the time for it yeah it's a good it's a good balance point it's like you get to get to enjoy the present while also thinking about the future yeah yeah which is which is nice so i can't complain too much right this is true okay uh okay Sorry, we're doing camera stuff. That's the funny part about the beginning of any of these podcasts, because it's like, we're probably not going to post any of the actual intro content, so we can kind of just play around with the shit. Yeah. But it's like, I'm trying to adjust the camera so that everything works for that, and then you're trying to adjust that camera, and it ends up being a nice little uh, pre-production, during-production adjustments just to kind of make everything (laughs) work really well. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to give you guys the best quality we can, and as the quality improves, well... As the podcast will improves, the quality improves. Yeah, like even now, what was it last time we were talking about um, adding other people onto the pod to have mm-hmm. like nice little group discussions? It's like um, I've been advised definitely to to take a if then approach to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I probably butchered it. I'm sorry, but um, <clears throat> it's basically it's like okay, if we hit these markers, then we start adding additional ones. Okay, but so, it's like so like an if this then that. Yeah. So okay. it's like just a nice little transition so that we don't end up having to juggle like a billion things. And especially if those things aren't necessarily not not, not like not productive, but like 
they wouldn't be conducive to where we are right now in this whole journey. Mm-hmm. It's like we can do it later. I have no problem doing it later, but right now, <clears throat> let's get the let's get the little things down pat. Let's get the ball rolling. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. like learning how to angle cameras so that we can see ourselves in <laughs> said cameras. Hey, <laughs> hey guys. Hey. Um, yeah. No. Okay. I agree with that because a lot of the things that people think will help them are actually impede their momentum. Yeah. So when you're building up, forget the fancy stuff. Focus on the basics, and the basics will take you farther than the fancy stuff ever will. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like three hundred, like mm-hmm. the whole Spartan thing. Like they, like all like all the Persians, they had like all these cool, intricate, super awesome weapons, and they're oh, they could pull out bows when they needed to, and they got short swords and long swords and throwing knives and spears and all that stuff. But it's like sometimes the most important thing is to is how the spartans did it very minimalistically they had they had something for long range they had something for short range they had something for defense and they became amazing at their craft with those things mm-hmm. and because of that they became super awesome elite warriors i mean it's funny cuz anime does that exact same thing or you you start looking at anime characters and it's like Oh my god, why did why did why does Naruto only have a Rashengan and Shadow Clones? All the other motherfuckers got so many other ways to do shit, but every time with him he just gets new chakra to add to his Rashengan or he gets more shadow clones to add to his shadow clone army. <laughs> but it's like he sticks to the basics. Yeah, it's like like you can have a billion different ways of doing something. Like, oh, Sasuke is so much better because he knows a thousand jutsus. But it's like, at the end of the day, the way that Naruto uses his shadow clones and the way that Naruto uses his Rasengan will always outclass everybody else because he just sticks to what he knows. Yeah, yeah, just and that actually started with Yu Yu Hakusho, where it's just like finger bang. <laughs> Uh, but you see, the thing about anim- anime suffers a different problem, though. Mm-hmm. It suffers the the problem of power scaling. Yeah. So I think it's because anime struggles with being really cool. Yeah. Like looking, not just not just like not just like absorbing cool information, but it has to be cool looking. Yeah. So yeah. the characters get extremely powerful, and now it's like this was a show about like like for example Dragon Ball Z it was yeah. a show about tournaments when it started like just martial arts tournaments and then it became a show about gods fighting and it's like the power creep was incredible yeah and that you can't even you, you can't even keep up they're, they're not even the same show by the end yeah, the, yeah as soon as Raditz came the logical progression of things just kind of went out the window yeah it's same with Naruto they were just ninjas and then, and then the Nine Tailed Fox came. You're like, uh, okay. And then all the all the Destiny stuff and the Sage of Six Pass stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, we're just gods fighting now. Never mind. I mean, that is actually a really true fact because um, the like Naruto. It's like it's always been the biggest thing in the Naruto community. Like, what's better, Naruto or Shippuden? Or Naruto Shippuden? Yeah. Because Naruto as a series by itself, just without Shippuden, right? Yeah. Is complete in such a, a beautiful way because the story the story is a progression of a loser into kind of not a loser yeah but like it's one of those things where you see that hard work is supposed to be the number one determinant of of everything like even even a guy like sasuke right sasuke has some genetic uh predisposition to be awesome but 
in there are still circumstances that put him in a situation where he needs to work hard to get better. That was the whole Kakashi teaching him the Chidori arc, right? Like, oh, I have Sharing Guns. All right, but Rock Lee still whooped whooped your your fucking ass. (laughs) So, and even like the character of Rock Lee, he's, he's so beloved because of the fact that he was a loser who couldn't do ninjutsu or genjutsu. So he focused on his one craft, which was taijutsu. And became nasty. Until you then look at Shupuden. Yeah, and then and Shupuden did him so dirty. <laughs> they just did everybody dirty. It's like... If you if you weren't Naruto or Sasuke or Itachi, you were done dirty. It's like, wait, how close are you to Okuts, the Okatsukis? Them niggas. Not not the Akatsukis, the, uh, the aliens. Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah. Well, you only find out about them in Boruto, no? Well, you find out about them at the end when it's like the the like the, the mother. Kaguya. Yeah. She's, oh, she was an alien and all of her descent. And she's the reason why we have chakra and ninjutsu. And if you're not a descendant of the only two clans that are descendants of her. Yeah. You might as well just. Go you might as well just <laughs> Might as well just not have a name because you're going to be Madara fodder at the end. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, because Madara just. Came out and soloed an army, an entire army, just by himself. And Only one other person in the whole anime did that, and it yeah. was Minato. Yeah, because Minato is the sickest character. And well, yeah, but even at even scaling, yeah. Mod- we don't take into consideration that Madara didn't just solo an army. Madara soloed four different armies and their four Kage generals. Yeah, yeah, solo. He's like, yo, all right, one time, let's go. No, <laughs> Obito helped a little bit. But Obito was generally useless, so yeah, it's kind of whatever. He was just like, oh, I get, I can phase and stuff. But and what's even crazier is you take into consideration that it's like, oh, as soon as as soon as the shit with Madara was about to kind of like get okay, we can see where things go. You then find out he has Hashirama cells, yeah. and then it becomes a whole just oh, okay. So now he has both of the both. He has the inherited. He has the inherited genes and and. <clears throat> destinies of the two clans that were comp- that were directly tied to the mother of all chakra. Yeah. So but this this entire series started off with hard work beats talent. So Naruto just became kind of broken in the end. Yeah. And, and that was a bit of the problem. It became beam fight no jutsu. Yeah. Sky beams. And what's even crazier is you look at Boruto and they even they have to literally nerf Naruto. Yeah. Because like okay. This is the saddest part about Boruto because, like, Sasuke at least had his his old like the powers he had at the end of the series when Boruto started, right? Okay. So he had the ability to use a Renan gun. Yeah. In Boruto, they just forget that Naruto had truth seeking orbs. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The things that can disintegrate anything. Yeah, but didn't he lose those when he lost the power of the Sage of Six? Months? None of them lost their powers. Oh. Yeah. That's the whole point. But they nerfed everybody though. They yeah. nerfed Naruto. They nerfed Sasuke. They, yeah, but they still they still had Sasuke have his Sage of the Six Path power. Like really? Yeah, Even he though could, they took, he could took teleport. His running he had oh. the running gun. He had the running yeah, gun. Yeah, they took it away. No, he didn't. Somebody stabbed him in the eye. That was later on. I'm talking about oh. the beginning. Oh they did, yeah. There was and that was a logical progression. You got stabbed in your eye. You're probably not going to use that eye. Naruto was just like. I got old and I got a shitty haircut. I guess I can't use these these powers these anymore. powers anymore. It's like Samson. It's rough on the knees, all right. 
goddamn knees. Carrying carrying <laughs> all the ninja world is rough on the knees. Okay? And then they double nerfed him because, spoiler alert, I mean, we already spoiled Sasuke, but they killed Kurama. Yeah. So it's like, he not only lost his Sage of the Six powers, just out of nowhere, he also just lost his literal borderline foster dad. And everyone's just like, why do we listen to this guy again? <laughs> I yeah. think he's a bum. The, the 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 author, and I feel like the author really did everybody on the cast dirty, except mm-hmm. for Asuma and Shikamaru. They got a really really good arc. Yeah, right. But everybody else, there was so much potential for stories there, and it's kind of like why I, I. It's what my hero does a bit better than Naruto. Each of the characters has their own like little stories and tales and arcs that mm-hmm. draw you closer to the character separately because Naruto Naruto just became the Naruto and Sasuke show. I'm not going to lie, if you like okay, if you like that kind of progressional storytelling, okay. um I would I would instead I would instead urge you to read or watch Black Clover cuz Black Clover does it really well. Like where there's never okay. Here's my only thing about My Hero Academia. Okay. Okay. We live in a quirk in a quirk filled world, right? Okay. So everybody has superpowers, but there's still an, an elitism to the powers, and that's absolutely that's absolutely valid. There's yeah. going to be shitty powers. There's going to be great powers. My only issue is that Deku kind of doesn't make sense. And it's very much it's very much protagno jutsu. <laughs> it's very much protagno jutsu. And like quirk protag. Like, I'm just like it's like, okay, so because you because you know where the quirk came from. Yeah. And then out of nowhere they go, hey, throw that shit out the window. Let's just do some new shit and say it's because that quirk has some cool shit attached to it. Yeah. It's protagno jutsu. I don't so it's just it's like we have to make Deku demonstrably stronger than everybody else because the baseline is just everybody has superpowers, but we have to make this guy stronger, so much stronger to okay. logically to logically make everything make sense instead of just saying okay he had like I like. And I'm bringing it back to One Piece. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I like One Piece because it's never like I know. Although right now, the the um the conspiracy theorists are bringing up the fact that we're gonna find out that Luffy's devil fruit is like demonstrably OP. All right. But as it stands right now, Luffy's just a guy with rubber powers. And then thinks up thinks up new things to do with his rubber engine, powers. Yeah, it's like I have this thing. I'm going to make this thing better, but I still only ha- really have this thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe hockey, but hockey anybody can learn hockey. Yeah, he has Conqueror's hockey, which is a whole. Oh, you don't understand yeah. that, but don't worry about it. It's it's why of the three people. Sorry, bringing it back to my hero. Of mm-hmm. the three people in my hero that are like these people are awesome. Baku goes the best. I would probably say Baku goes the best. Okay, out of the three, out of the three, three, yeah, yeah, Todoroki has two powers, and Deku's just manifesting powers. powers. Hey, are are you are you losing? Okay, here's a new power. But Bakugo just learns how to do shit with his powers because it's just like, yo, this is what I got, and I'm Mm -hmm. the fucking sickest nigga. I still think Lemillion is the best character. Lemillion is the best character. Like he is. First off, he looks like Tintin. Yeah. Secondly. (laughs) 
Well, like, tinted mad racist. Yeah. But, but <laughs> we still mad racist. We, we still rate Tintin. We rate him. Just don't rate. We rate him, not his content. We, not his content, yeah. He looks like Tintin. He does. And then his power is actually kind of shit. Yeah, it is really shit. But this guy's like, I'm fu- I'm the fucking sickest nigga. Forget you, Bakugo. Yeah. I'm. But the one problem I have is that during the fight between um Tintin and a Class A. Yeah. Bakugo was on house arrest, so he wasn't there. I'm to like, do anything, yeah. I'm like, I wonder how that fight would have gone. Bak- <laughs> Bakugo is high key like the best character, but Fact. he's also kind of a he's like. Here's my thing. I don't like. I'm not gonna lie, especially because of TikTok. I'm not really a big fan of the Bakugo stands. Okay. Like the Bakugo stand community is kind of like crazy because they just kind of go, "Oh, he's just misunderstood." It's like, no, he's a dick. He's a dickhead. Yeah, he's a dick. No, let's let's be honest. Let's he's not a act like dick. let's not act like he's some kind of like oh, oh he's just a, yeah. he's just a misunderstood kid. He doesn't understand what he's doing. He's, no, he's a piece of shit. He's modern day Vegeta. He's, he's not a even piece modern of shit. Day and he and he acknowledges that yes, I'm a piece. Because Vegeta was a piece of shit. Yeah. Vegeta's like yeah, I'm a piece of shit. And when I get the chance, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> we'll hang out. But when I get the chance, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, and I like, mean it. He's <laughs> like fake. He's like fake edge lord though. Yeah. Like he just tries to act like he like like. Because here's the thing, he's basically just a privileged white kid. Like he's always been loved by everybody. He's never had an. He's never really had an actual issue. His family's rich. He's chilling. He just is a piece of shit because <laughs> he doesn't. Because he just wants to be a piece of shit. I understand Todoroki, and Todoroki isn't even a, is like Todoroki should be Edge Lord. Yeah, because he literally has actual trauma written on his face. Yeah, but Todoroki's like doesn't. He, like, like, doesn't really understand emotion, which dude. is understandable. That's another way to deal with trauma. Because he just... Because people will be, like, saying something emotionally and just kind of there, like... Dude, his mom threw hot, boiling water on his face yeah. because he kind of looked like oh. his dad. Yeah. Like... Which is a whole other thing. We want to actually go Yo, through that. No. Like, I don't understand why people go, oh, oh, Todoroki's dad is a piece of shit. Oh, oh, Endeavor. Endeavor was the worst thing that happened to him. His mom yeah. threw boiling hot water, water on him. Yeah. To the point where, he, and that's the thing. We, we act as though, we act as though Todoroki, like, not using his powers is based off of the training that he had with his dad. But no, it's because of all the trauma that his mother inflicted on him. Because of his association to his dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, can you forgive your father? But, but yeah. redemption arc, as far as redemption arcs go, Endeavor's yeah. redemption arc is a redemption arc akin to Zuko's. It yeah. is really, it's fucking really, really good. good. It's it funny is, because when they both ended up with, with fire powers and, and fire I'm, stars. I'm, I'm not even talking about Todoroki's. Or the, no, I know. In, oh yeah, and Endeavor also Endeavor, has a yeah, scar that's what I'm saying. Too, now, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was yo, that was so good. It was it was like tearjerker. Like yeah. yo, it's like he because that's the thing that we don't. The whole point, like, it sucks because once again, he he lived in a society where being number one is akin to being God. Yeah, and like, you know what's even sadder about that whole thing, yo. When I think about that, I'm like, one for all is kind of a dick move power because I now you start if you start looking at these if you start looking at the the court like not the corollary but like the parallel storylines between Endeavor and All Might and Bakugo and Deku, mm-hmm. you go like. I, yo, I get it's so genuinely angry. frustrating because some <laughs> random quirkless piece of shit. 
gets a gets an OP master class power that just is inherently better than better yours. than everybody else's, and he happens to be the best not because of the not because of the strength of his own merit, just based off of oh. Yeah. Eat this hair real quick. I, I feel better for Bakugo because at least Bakugo knows. Yeah, you know what I'm Yeah, Endeavor just didn't know, and he was just chasing. He was just dude, chasing Jack of the Wisp. Dude, for his fuck whole all life. might. Yo, fuck <laughs> all. F- yo, because of all might, there there was three generations of trauma. That is true. <laughs> Emotional trauma, bro. But but, but his ent- Endeavor's entire family had to stru- had to had to literally like be damaged all because Endeavor wanted it to be like Endeavor knew that his powers would just never be better than All Might's and he wanted to work and he wanted to reach a better singularity for the next generation and he just found out and like it doesn't matter because this guy's powers are just magically better and it doesn't matter because the next guy the next guy who gets who inherits All Might's powers just gets the singularity powers where he gets oh you get twenty different powers. Congratulations! It's just going to be better. And they're not even. And they haven't even gotten to the point that obviously will become the logical progression where Deku learns how to fuse powers together. Oh yeah. You know what's going to happen. Uh, the the power scaling. I, I do like. I do like the the um, storyline where Endeavor realizes that being number one isn't about just the praise and the position mm-hmm. is actually a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And I see, and I find a lot of people don't, don't realize that being in the top spot is a lot of responsibility and it's a lot of taking care of the people that are under you. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like taking care of like countries or taking care of communities or things like that. Right. Yeah. Heavy is a crown. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because he becomes, when he becomes number one, he like saves lives, but he does it begrudgingly. And when he becomes number one and he asks all my, like, yo, what does it mean to be number one? Like, what does it mean to be a symbol? He starts to understand, like, what it means and to be there and to, like, put your life on the line to show the people that, hey, there's somebody looking out for you. Yeah. And it all culminates in the ending of season four? Uh, season four. Yes. Yeah, season four. four. And it's just fucking beautiful. And you see it, you see, and you see him growing during yeah. that season and progressing and asking himself the tough questions. Yeah. That is, like... Was I the bad guy this whole time? Like, as a, as as much as I was trying to be a hero to everybody else, was I the bad guy to my family? And and you can see his progression and growth, and it's it's magnificent. Yeah, I mean that's the beauty. It's the beauty of um because I mean we can go into we can go into it, but like because all the world of my hero academia is is a meritocracy. Yes, like fundamentally so. Yeah. So it's like you are only as good as your representation but also your accomplishments. accomplishments. So it's like <laughs> if you decide to and the and hero hero heroism mm. is the number one example of meritocracy just in general. Like it's like we were talking about last time, the savior complex. Mm-hmm. That the entire my hero academia universe is the hero complex on crack. Okay. Like you have the like you are born with the inherent ability to be a hero. And at a young age, people will put you in a hierarchical society where if your power is not useful, then you are basically considered to be the victim. Like in that world, you are either you're a civilian or you're a hero or you're a villain. That's, That's all it is, right? So 
I even like even in this new arc with even in like the new manga arcs where they're talking. Haven't gotten there yet. Okay, let me not spoil <laughs> that. <laughs> but like even in the new parts of it, where it's like it's it's a whole bunch of stuff where they basically make it very clear: mm-hmm. you are either a hero, a villain, or chattel. Like just cattle, you're yeah. cheap. The civil, like the citizens who statistically have powers. Yeah. And could defend themselves. Just choose not to. Be not even choose not to. Are conditioned to not think that they should. Because here remember, hero heroism is, is he, illegal he, yeah, he unless you are licensed. So you aren't it's illegal for you to use your own powers to yeah. defend others and yourself. Yeah, okay. So, so so you agree that people that have power should be able to defend themselves? Absolutely. Okay, so you do agree that people should be able to defend themselves? Absolutely. So you do agree that people should have guns? No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You don't need a gun to defend yourself. That, that is true. That is and true. Only, and, the, and once again, I've always said that it's a dirty argument because the only reason why you need a gun is because other people have guns. Yeah, exactly. But so other people if nobody has guns, to, guess what happens? But you can't you can't say nobody will have, have guns because if you if you make a law where nobody where nobody should have guns, uh-huh. the only people you're taking guns away from are the law-abiding hey, citizens. Hey, guess what? What? Guess what? I'm not talking about laws. I'm talking about the literal logical conclusion of if there are guns in the world, yes, everybody should have guns. But if no, if there are no guns in the world, yes, but there are guns. The, in the only, world. and I'm saying the log, the only logical argument that's mm-hmm. ever brought up on the concept of everybody should have guns is because if one person has guns, mm-hmm. I need to have a gun. Okay. Because I need because that person has a gun. I agree. So then, that's the logical issue. Okay, it's all based off of the presupp- the presupposition that somebody has a gun, but somebody does have a gun. That's the problem. But somebody does have but a that's gun. That's the problem. I guess so, but you can't <laughs> so, fix that problem. Okay, so that was just like, well, I guess the 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 rocks rolling down the hill. So yeah. let's just keep pushing it. Exactly. So everybody. So because everybody. Hey, the, this rock is rolling down the hill at a slow at a slow pace. What we're yeah. we gonna do? We could just keep pushing it so it just it just picks up momentum and then eventually when it hits terminal velocity, we can't control it because everybody has guns. So we have to get a gun. Because everybody else has guns. I, I, I do enjoy the fact that we went from animated guns. <laughs> you <laughs> I know, I know. It was it was a nice transition. But no, I di- I disagree. Everybody I do I do think people should have guns. Who's talking about meritocracy? He's like, oh so Wait no, because I was because you're like the people that have powers in the in the My Hero universe yeah. should be able to use them. Yeah, but right? I'm saying I'm saying I was gonna say that. Um, okay, we can get on the topic of guns. Just, no, 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 no. It was just it, I just thought it was an interesting because I know where you stand on guns. Yeah. but you'd still be like everybody in the My Hero universe should be able to use their powers to defend them. Because it's an inherent, it's an inherent, it's an inherent factor. Okay, if I were fair. to be like, oh, everybody has the ability to, everybody should have the right to defend themselves. So. Let's just bring Gundams in. I mean, I mean, if you See, got a Gundam, <laughs> but that's not an inherent thing. If I'm like, oh, you can defend yourself. So if you have a fist, you I can mean. punch somebody in the face. That's an intrinsic. That's an intrinsic inherent part of one of one's existence. Which, a gun is not not something you just are. You just come out the wound with, which you can't in Canada. Hmm? You can't. You can't defend yourself. You can't punch someone in the face. I know that's what I'm saying. I don't agree with that. I yeah. agree. I agree with self defense. Martial arts has always been my biggest thing. Like I yeah. love. Yeah, I know. Martial arts. I, I know you've been a martial arts junkie for yeah. a while. <laughs> so it's like for me, it's like I don't. You don't need a gun. <laughs> Even a knife, I'm cool with. Yeah, a gun. Like I don't because here's the thing. I don't think you fired a gun before. Yeah, I've fired guns a lot. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I have to say about guns versus 
other types of weapons is that there is a coldness in the approach. It is literally like as it's like literally hiring somebody to assassinate somebody. There's a distance. There's a distance and there's a disconnect. You do not feel like that's the reason why people go, oh, people don't kill people. Guns kill people. No, people kill people. Yeah. There's just yeah. an inherent coldness to it because there's a disconnect in the act itself. You fire something at somebody and, and it just happens. Dead. Yeah. Not. It's not the same. Like, have you ever choked somebody out? Yeah. Or, or yeah, I've choked someone out. I've punched someone. Yeah. Like, there's a difference. There's a moment where you have to, you have to commit yeah. to the action until they die. I, That's the difference. With a gun, you just, you can literally, and then walk away. I I do agree with you. I don't believe, so. but I believe that there are guns, and that we need to respond to guns in kind. But yeah. I do agree with you that it should be more. If if you look, if you're yeah. gonna kill a man, it should be more personal. It should be that. way more personal. But like for me, I can understand the pragmatic truth. Yeah, pragmatically, of course, everybody should have guns because we have guns, and unfortunately, can't pull the can't put the honey <laughs> back in the comb. Exactly, it's like you can't put yeah. And everybody was pushing the rock down the hill for so long that me going hey. Maybe we shouldn't have been pushing the rock down the hill. is is not gonna is not gonna end up um, working out. So I I agree I agree we should all have guns, but at the same time it doesn't mean that I'm okay with the idea yeah, that we should all, all have guns. guns. Logically, we should all have guns. Yeah. Personally, I don't think we should all have guns. But back to the point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so my hero academia was a was a, was a merit it's a meritocracy based off of the these inherent weird social dynamics that we create even though everybody has the ability to do something if they really wanted to right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and exemptions are given to certain people classes are also brought up brought up to certain people right what's even crazier because they have a police force but the police force is usually full of people who have to use guns even though (laughs) the large majority (laughs) of the population has powers you have to wear riot gear and use guns. <laughs> they like it's such a dumb. Uh, no offense. It's such a dumb system because it's like. Oh, what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know because I just I like to say that because I'm about to go into like the util- like they have a utilitarian belief system, but they don't use it properly. They go, hey, the water quirk people shouldn't be firefighters. Like. <laughs> Look, they have a society and it works so for them. Dumb. It's so dumb. They have a society and it works for them, right? It's so dumb, but it doesn't work. That's the problem. It basically it basically makes makes for classism because the people who have powers look dangerous down on quirks look down on the people that yeah. don't. They don't only look down. They're like the sheep. They they they, sheep they pity the sheep them. Dogs, yeah, they pity them, and they and they go f- and they. They basically act as though they are gods. In fact, that's the whole thing about the like the high school system, where it's like if you work there, you're basically made like immortal. If if you go to these schools, you basically are like super prestige, awesome, mega cool people, right? But even just the concept of hero worship and a meritocracy means that if you are literally at the pin- pinnacle, you are akin to a god. Which is the interesting part, because if you look at the parallels between All Might and All for One, All Might is literally a Jesus figure, and All for One is essentially Satan. And that's even funnier, because and then you look at the backstory of how those powers came to be, and it was literally godhood. Like it's, So it's like... 
it's just a, like I can understand how being the number two in a merit in a meritocracy like that mm-hmm. would fuck with you. It's, and then later on finding out that the only reason why you're number two is because the other person had an illegal advantage over you. Like, because I've done bodybuilding competitions, right? And I've done natural bodybuilding. That's that's the only thing I've ever done, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never taken a steroid in my entire fucking life. And I never will. As I speak right now. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. When I get older and, like, my get body bored. starts. No, just more genetically. Like, okay. more that, like I was going to... I don't know if I'm allowed to bring up Joe Rogan right now because of the N-word controversy. We can talk about that later, but... Um, yeah, like I would, I would never, I would never take steroids, mm-hmm. but like, it would be the biggest dick move if I was in a competition and I placed second place to a guy who I knew was taking steroids in a natural competition. Because it's like, who are you? Who are you? And especially in a meritocracy where there's a where you are predetermined from the point of birth to the det- like. What's your what's your what's your outcome in that society looks like? It is the ultimate version of cheating. It's like Captain America. You took steroids, bro. Cool. But go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh well yeah, but Bakugo's Bakugo still comes out ahead of Midoriya so far in the in the anime. I don't know about the manga. It it's not even close. Oh yeah, I, I expected that to happen. I didn't expect to happen so soon. But know, when he when he goes, he really goes. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. good for him. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting. It, it it was an interesting anime, but it abandoned the again abandoned the hard work theme. And now yeah. that you now that you're looking for it, you can notice you notice it. Even mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z did the same thing. Yeah. It, it abandoned the hard work theme to your predisposed to being amazing. Remember when Krillin was Goku's rival? Yeah. And TN was a problem. And Yamcha was Goku's and, rival. And Piccolo was Goku's rival. And they're just like, yo, this guy's just too strong. We're just like, gonna now you guys switch are sides friends. real quick. Hey friends, I'm gonna leave you here while I go be God somewhere else with Vegeta. You know, Vegeta, that guy who killed, like, half of you guys. And then banged your girlfriend. Yeah. And got her pregnant twice. <laughs> also, he... Bra- you know what's the craziest part about about, Drag- about Dragon Ball Super, though? Mm-hmm. Vegeta literally finds the Dragon Balls every year just to wish that she... Just to wish that, that Bulma was younger. Jeez. <laughs> because Bulma just doesn't want, want to be out, like... Because, you know... Go- Saiyans live longer than humans, right? Yeah. So she has to constantly just like wish to be younger. I think the same thing happens with Chi Chi, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> oh man, Dragon Ball Super is great. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. So, do we have any actual topics for today, or um, is this just our anime episode? I mean, hopefully not. I can already, I can already hear the pussy drying. Yeah, <laughs> all of these are recommendations. You should probably watch them. Damn right. Oh, speaking of pussy drying, want to talk about, want to talk about the. Uh, well, that was a segue. <laughs> Just <laughs> want to talk about the plight of men. Sure, what we going through by the whammons. Sure, what they putting us through. Kanye West. Ah, uh, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Uh, 
Okay, so we both like TikTok a lot. Yeah, TikTok's but, pretty cool. But like, it was a combination of two different video clips. I don't know if you saw the one with Andrew Schultz. Mm-mm. Um, it's about how he was saying that the algorithms in China are different than the algorithms in the in like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, especially a lot of like quote unquote Chinese enemy countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to TikTok, essentially like the algorithms will show different will show different. Uh, portrayals of different things <clears throat> to incite different emotions and responses so it's like in China the algorithms will basically allow for there to be a celebration of Chinese culture at, and like the STEMs so science technology education I'm sorry engineering mathematics uh, to basically motivate the public who are watching these things to want to accomplish more mm-hmm um, whereas in like Americanized countries, Westernized uh, areas, the algorithm, all, the algorithm was will try to promote like sex, drugs, um, more subversive, yeah, more postmodernist thoughts, mm-hmm. while like all the things that would would cause uh, dissidence and like uh, subversion, yeah, of subversion, yeah, subversive thoughts, yeah, mm-hmm. so. And like Andrew was basically talking about that and how it's ingenious in a way because it's like if you wanted to take if you wanted to def- like destroy uh, if you want to destroy any country you don't you don't attack the country mm-hmm. you just cause it to erode from the inside it's, you poison it. It's why the um, Canadian uh, I guess trigger warning why the Canadian extermination of the natives. It was much more effective than the American star- extermination of the natives. Yeah. Because the American was an actual war. Mm-hmm. While the Cam- Canadian was a subversion of culture. Yeah. Yeah. They came. They came. Um, hmm. It's funny because that's literally. Then we can, we can even talk about the difference between liberal, liberals and conservative uh, white people in terms of how they. How they. Um, communized. Communized. Yeah. You, the liberal. The liberal ideology is a very communist ideology. Well, I wasn't talking about that. Oh, okay. I, okay. Talking... <laughs> I thought that's where you're going. No, I'm like, saying, let's do it. I'm saying uh, liberal versus conservative white people and how they interact with, with like, for example, black people. Because it's still Black History Month, so guess what? Kojo's going to talk about my blacks. <laughs> talk about the niggas. Goddamn. Anyway. Talk about my goddamn blacks. But, like, you ever, like, you know the movie Get Out, right? Yeah. It was about liberal white people and yeah. how and how their version of their version of anti-blackness is scary because you have those who love our culture but hate us and then hate but then you have those who hate our culture but love us mm. like i think that's the difference between conservative and liberals like uh, liberal okay. like liberal values are oh i love your culture but you could, you could leave if you wanted to yeah whereas with um conservative. conservatives more like yeah i love you guys but i just hate your culture so it's like a little bit different with the way that they go about it. So with liberal white people, it's a more they will they will they will they'll poison they'll poison us. Whereas with uh, conservative conservative white people, they'll just stab us. Okay. Right, but neither here nor there. So the the main the main point uh, that, we're, that I was trying to bring up when it came to the TikTok thing was just like, oh, it's it becomes insidious and a poisoning of the culture. Whereas before it was just yo, let me bomb you guys. It's like if we can destroy the if we can destroy the ideologies, mentalities, and the and the um, elevation mm-hmm. of a culture mm-hmm. or of the society, especially the next generation, mm-hmm. we basically cut we basically cut the tree at the roots. Well, yeah, it's um, 
actually been a tactic they've been using on the black community for ever. Yeah, for decades now. Yeah. Since because um, um the black community used to have like what are the highest um what are they, what are they called atomic family rates? Yep. They used to have uh like one of the highest like schooling rates, growth they, rates, yeah. Black Wall Street was a thing, mm-hmm. and then um funny enough with the rise of, and I'm not saying it's a cause, but it is one of the contributing factors, but with mm-hmm. the rise in popularity of hip-hop, yeah, hip-hop is a very subversive factor. And not hip-hop as the music, but hip-hop as it's used. The as culture. The culture yeah, around yeah. it today, right? Mm-hmm. And it's gone in and it is, it has made the things that make the community, that would make the community great mm-hmm. as negative, square-like things to do. Okay, I would probably, I would probably uh, not Put use the word. No, we can bookmark it, but I wouldn't use the word uh, hip hop. I would okay. say urban. Urban. Okay, better. Urban actually, that actually that is better because term. the thing is, you can also be. It isn't specifically just hip hop. Like you look at R and B, you can look at like mm-hmm. a whole lot of different sectors of urban culture that specifically. Yeah, but hip hop t- tends to take the mantle as everybody's dark word. Yeah, so they just no, kind of you are right. So so yeah, more but, urban, more urban styles, more mm-hmm. urban style, urban yeah. music, urban Ghetto, culture yeah. has come in and replaced actual black cultures to the point where black people, uh, a lot of African and um and uh, like black yeah, like Caribbean, yeah, can't tell you a lot about where they ca- they came from or a lot about their past beyond the point of slave. Yeah. I mean, that's just a whole other conversation when it comes to just the history of, of black American culture, mm-hmm. which is funny. I'm actually I'm actually watching a bunch of videos on it. Um, mm-hmm. Crash Course. They have like a whole series. I'm watching yeah. a whole lot of stuff. It is interesting, but bookmark it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get so back to Kanye West. So where, where am I trying to oh, land yeah. this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Look, every time I bring up a topic. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Kanye West. Um, TikTok. So TikTok, right? Basically... Andrew's Andrew's point kind of kind of plays into what Kanye was talking about specifically in terms of his fight right now with Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. over uh, his daughter, his oldest daughter, Northwest's ability to post stuff on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't fuck with it at all. Yeah, like flat out, he's like, "This is some bullshit. Don't do that." Um, this is not something that I like. I don't think TikTok or any social media should be something that is a mainstay for an eight-year-old dot eight-year-old girl, right? Okay. So, um, because they have a group like hit like Kim and Kim and his daughter have a uh, group a group uh, TikTok page where mm-hmm. basically she has access to post whatever she wants, uh, and and Kim has access to post whatever she what whatever she wants so the daughter and the mother basically have have content creation control over the page right mm-hmm. um kanye is not fucking with that mm-hmm. because he he what well first off look at the history of kanye and, and social media mm-hmm. look at the history of kanye and media in general look at the history of the kardashians and media in general you forget your like we forget that north's mother started her career with a leaked sex tape. So that clearly her, there's like... That her mother leaked, I believe. 
Uh, yes and no. Yeah, something. Her some, mother was involved. Similar, yeah, in and clearly benefited from the entire thing. So, and she started a lot of different, a lot of different things that we now consider to be detriments to society: the body modification, BBL society, the slim thick culture, the hyper, the hyper, um, hyper exposed reality star, mm-hmm. exploitative, exploitative ads, all this general why niggas be calling these bitches birds culture was primarily started with Kim Kardashian, right? Yeah. So, and Kanye wasn't having it. He was just like, yo, fuck this shit. I don't like the fact that you have you have my daughter on here. I've asked you multiple times for you to do this. And now I have to bring it to social media because this is the only place that you respond to any of my shit because it's literally me targeting and tarnishing your brand, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not willing to make this cordial... Well, mm-hmm. fuck you. I'm going to be petty, right? Yeah. Whatever. It's always a man being petty. Whatever. But the main the main thing that was brought up, like, was Kim talking about, oh, it's, oh this is a terrible way for you to do this. I'm the primary. I'm the primary this for this kid, mm-hmm. for this kid. If I feel as though I want to do that, I should be able to. It's not the most, it's not, like, it's not, like, her posting videos on, on TikTok is not the most detrimental thing. You airing out our business on social media is far worse, blah, 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 ray, tay, tay, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's, it's, really, it's really terrible that shame tactics are the only way that women nowadays go about uh, trying to discredit a actual valued, like an actual logical, respectable, truthful statement. And what's even crazier is guess how Kanye responded? Oh. He posted the TikTok Guidelines. community yeah, guidelines yeah, I saw, I saw that. so it's like you can't even do it yeah you're and not, now you're not allowed you're to not do allowed it. to so now if you're the primary parent you're the primary caregiver of a child and you have clearly shown that you are doing something which is outside of what would be considered to be responsible parenting yeah what the fuck do you want like what do you want me to tell you but like I think I I come it, it always extends past that point to like the, uh-huh. the really the real because like for me I I want to eventually have kids mm-hmm. a child but if I were to be completely honest and I can say this is probably the same case with most men I know mm-hmm. you you can agree or disagree yourself Romulus it's, it's all up to you I don't think that if I had a if I had to choose. The the gender of my child, I would want to have a girl in today's society. Mm -hmm. I want to have a girl. I would love to have a daughter. I would love to have a daughter. Mm. I don't know if I would be able to raise a daughter in today's society, though. And that's kind of like that's kind of the bigger the bigger discussion point. Like all this all this Kanye and Kim stuff. That's just that's just the unfortunate truth about being a man. When you are when you are in the divorce process in general, but it's like even if they were together still, mm-hmm. like the ability for a man to say, "Hey, I don't feel as though I want this to be a part of my daughter's life." Yeah. Even my son's life, but especially my daughter's life, because mm-hmm. there's already the optics of oh, men in general police women's bodies autonomy. All these different things. Now you're going to do the same thing, like the whole Ti thing that came out yeah. when he was just like, "Hey, yeah, check my daughter's virginity." Yeah, 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 which is 
fucked. But even in the even even that moment of okay, why why is that fucked? Mm. Like there's a level of there's a level of with because that's not the same idea with with uh, with m- with men with boys and and mothers. Mm-hmm. Mothers in a lot of cases have hyper authority over their sons, mm-hmm. right? They can to the point of detriment. Actually, yeah, it's like it's it's. And we just and we just are okay with it because oh she gave birth to him and she and it's and it was her body that went mm-hmm. through all this stuff and mm. blah 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 rate tay right but we apparently live in a society where it ought to be equal mm-hmm. in terms of parenting because when divorce happens we don't say oh primary caregiver therefore nigga go do whatever you want no mm-hmm. we say oh it's still your seed mm-hmm. it's still your legacy mm-hmm. it's still your you you should be in this child's life you should do all these things right but it's like if we say certain things but the actions responsibilities optics mm-hmm. and even the court system makes it seem as though those things aren't like those two like the words and the actions aren't in alignment then what do we as men do? Mm. Because if I were to talk about euphoria. Like the show? The show. Okay. And all the stuff that because once again, it's a it's a like the way that the way that a lot of people have told me about euphoria is that and I've even from the clips I've seen the the sh- and like I watched a bit of it. I just mm. didn't like it. I'm mm. not gonna lie. But like how it's an accurate depiction of current of the current day teen like relational values and all this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I feel like for the most part, I feel, I feel sad for all the guys in that show. Mm-hmm. And I think pretty much all the women in that show, not all of them, obviously there are ones that, yeah, but like the majority of women that are celebrated, especially on the show, mm-hmm. like I would never want them to be my daughter ever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I look at them and I, in genuine disgust in a lot of ways. And like that's just, but that's supposed to be what, what it looks like nowadays. And then on TikTok, like especially just looking at the algorithm, mm-hmm. there are way too many times where where I'll be one, I'll be watching a video, and I have to quickly scroll to the main page to see how old this girl is. Oh yeah, <laughs> because like, eighteen. <laughs> is looking really yeah really pornish. I'm not going to lie. 20 is looking really pornish. Like is <laughs> this I was like I have a cutoff age personally. Yeah. So <clears throat> like cuz I look at 18 the same way I look at 16, the same way I look at 15, the same mm. way I look at 13. Mm-hmm. I I look at it all the same. It's literally the same to me, but so but yeah, no. Like I look at these optics, I look at all these things and I go would I honestly, as a man, want to have a daughter nowadays. And I don't even put, and I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. you a chance to, before I go into a second thing. But like, like, is, like, I don't know. Am I wrong for that? Um, well, well that's a lot to digest there. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, well, no, I, cause I agree. Like mm. it is the idea of having a daughter would be frightening, especially in, today's day, day and age in, in the society that we live in and mm-hmm. i also agree because like even as far as i can remember i've always kind of wanted a daughter like i want a son don't get me wrong but yeah. i've always known that i've wanted a daughter yeah right and um i do agree that it's frightening i don't agree that it gives us the 
excuse to back down. Because okay. as fathers, that's kind of our job. Because like, I've always believed that the mother's job is to teach them unconditional love. Yeah. While the father's job is to teach them unconditional responsibility. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, the thing about that is, is the responsibility. Because as we know, like statistically, yeah, the children from two parent households do better than children from single parent households. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say anything bad about children from single parent households. It's just the the, the statistics the actual, are the statistics, yeah, the raw, right? The raw data. And it is it is our job to teach our women to be resp- or our girls to become responsible women. And mm-hmm. every time you see an ir- a woman that is irresponsible and a woman where these things happen to, where there's a failing on the parent somewhere. Yeah. Like, yes, it's her decision, but she was supposed to be taught better. Yeah. And I guess there's some people that you could teach them all you want and will make the wrong choices. And, of course, you'll have people like that. But at the end of the day, that's our job. Okay. And because it seems like a hard job doesn't give us the right to back, back down from that job. That being said, society with women, society is very hard on women, much harder in some aspects and some like on some axes than it is on men. Right. Like okay. men will be made fun of for being a virgin. Right. Like amongst the boys. But generally it's OK. OK. With women, she is. With women, I understand they are pressured to both be like whores and puritanical. Do you like? Because that's what guys guys want women that like know what they're doing, but at the same time, don't have many bodies under. And I understand the pressures and like the confusion from those statements. So I get the pressures it take that come with being a woman. Yeah. But being a father is teaching the woman to get in tune with her masculine enough so that she can overcome those pressures without crumbling to them. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with, uh, with this, with like the thought that women are given less pressure to be virgins than like to get rid of the virginity than men are. Uh, if that is the actual statement that's being brought up, no, it's not less pressures. I'm just saying women have different pressures when I get it comes it, but... to sex and virginity. Okay, yeah, I get that because men can be virgin, men can have a lot of sex, and everyone's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah, so you, you can be either or. You can be either um, or, but women, would... you have to be. You somehow have to be both. So as men can be either or, women somehow have to be both. Which is, I understand the pressures. I yeah. get it. I get it. But we yeah. all have our struggles. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily agree with the idea that like like men can be virgins and it's okay but because i've also watched a 40 year old virgin mm-hmm. that is true and also i specifically understand an entire community of men who are ridiculed and laughed at and made fun of and have a high suicide rate basically because of the fact that they are involuntary virgins so I would disagree specifically with that point. I can understand what you're saying when it comes mm-hmm. to the dynamic of a man can technically exist in a place where if they don't have a lot of sex, they're cool. If they have a lot of sex, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas with women, they are both pressured to know what they're be, doing, know what they're doing, but also not have a lot of experience that taught them what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah okay. I can absolutely agree with that, though. Um, the only other thing I would probably say is that um, 
I can understand something. I can understand things idealistically. And I know that for the most part, when it comes to a lot of these conversations, uh, the idealistic approach is essentially where you, where we where the, the conversation eventually lies, but I'm more talking in terms of realism, Mm -hmm. like the, like realistically, you can talk about, Oh, a man's duty, what we ought to do. Yeah. But realistically, does it ever make any sense? Of course not. That's my problem. Of course not. But if you, because because I don't live in a world of idealism. I never. I can't. I. This is the. This is the only thing that we will honestly forever be discon yes. disconnected from. I don't care about. I don't care about idealism. Yes, but you I, have to live in a world of faith. No. Well, okay. No. Realistically, have to. Hold on. No. Hold realistically, on, hold on, hold on. no. Hold carry on. Realistically, does it make sense to get into a relationship with all the women that have done you wrong before? No, it doesn't. Well, faith-wise, you do it anyway because you hope for the best. You have to live in a world of faith because realistically, making any choice doesn't make sense. Well, I get what you're saying, but that doesn't mean I'm living in a world of faith. It means that I'm moving in a realistic world with a bit of faith. Okay, that's fair. So, but I can't live in a world... like if. Okay, let me put it like this. If I knew definitively that all women will do men wrong, okay. I'd be gay. <laughs> okay. No, all flat right. out. I'm telling you. Flat out. Like, here's the thing. I can go off of my personal experiences, mm-hmm. right, and say, from my personal experiences... Women have done me wrong in the past, but okay. also from my personal experiences, every woman I've dated has been different. So I can hedge bets based off of the pros and cons. But if I knew definitively mm-hmm. that every woman would do me wrong, okay. I would be gay. Yes. That's and so that's that's where the realism comes in. Idealistically, if I like that's because right now the the thing I'm trying to I'm trying to more clarify mm-hmm. is the fact that that statement mm-hmm. is idealism and idealism. Mm-hmm. One is just more grounded in realism. The other one is not. So idealistically, mm-hmm. um, all women, like all women I've dated in the past have done me wrong. Therefore, all women, in, all, so all women in the future will do me wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are two different hypotheticals though. No, one's one's true. All women in the past have done me wrong. Is a statement. Mm. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, I I lost my train of thought. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because okay, let me me get back. Let me land this. Um, Damn it! I'm having I'm having a mental conversation with myself. It's it's all good. It happens to me all the time. But would would you like me to present my point while you think of yours? Yeah, sure. Okay. So my thing. See, so the. Approaching it the way you approached it is with women, saying mm-hmm. like, "Oh, if if I go with all women have done me wrong, all women will do me wrong, right?" You're approaching it in realism. You know that all women have done are different, and all women have done you wrong differently. Mm-hmm. But you're also approaching it with the sense that there is likely a likelihood that there are good women out there. Yeah. Right. So that being said, you have to you can approach having a daughter the same way. Yeah, because I guess. if you can realistically say there are good women out there and somebody raised those good women, it's a possibility that you could be one of the people that raised those good women. Okay, so then, okay, so then, yeah, I can actually land my point now. Um, okay, go right ahead. <laughs> okay, I get, I get what you're saying because yeah, there are some women who, if if there are, because idealistically speaking, like okay, from from my limited, from my limited, um, from my limited pool of of women, okay, ideal like from. All women have done me wrong. Okay. The way by which they have done me wrong is different, though. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and even in saying that, 
that's still a point of idealism because some of them technically haven't done me wrong. It's mm-hmm. in my optics is that all women have done me wrong. Okay. Right. So the idealism versus idealism is the idea that all women have done me wrong. Therefore, all women and all women later on will do me wrong. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say they're both idealized is because the actual statement, I, all women have done me wrong, is based off of my interpretation, not the realism of it. All right. Like, in what way? Explain. If we're talking based off of the actual <clears throat> statement itself... It's usually from. It's usually not necessarily grounded in realism, but that's that's besides the point. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm losing that. Okay, I'm losing that entire. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just gonna. I'm but gonna, but I think that point proves your point that being afraid to or being skeptical or afraid to have a daughter is kind of pointless because if you you saying that all women like are like this or the reason that you're afraid to have a daughter mm-hmm. would be based in idealism because you're idealizing what women and daughters would be like. Yeah. Yeah, if I was taking it from that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My just... act- yeah, my actual reasoning behind why I was saying it's, it's not based off of, it's not actually based off of the idealized approach. It's more based off of the real world, mm-hmm. the real world circumstances of what the system uh, system um, presents as a man's role in society. And that's actually what I was trying to say initially, but then I got caught up in a multiple train because it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a a a specific point on what you said Mm -hmm. which is what a man ought to do for their daughter teach them the masculine do all these different things Mm -hmm. and bring them into a place where they aren't are not like the other women Mm -hmm. but that's idealistically just but i can only work off like me even thinking i have a daughter is an idealistic world in that that i have a daughter yeah so i have to think idealistically that's I have to understand mm-hmm. what what I will think and what I want her to know mm-hmm. idealistically before I teach it to her. So that's the only way I can approach the question of, would you like to have a daughter? It's like, okay, idealistically, well, yes. And I would teach her all these things well, I was saying, so that she doesn't end up like this. Well, I was saying, I was not saying specifically, would you like to have a daughter? I was saying in today's society. Does it make sense to? Does it make sense to have a daughter? Because now it's not based off of your idealistic approach to what uh, what you would do or what you would <clears throat> contribute to a to a growing a growing woman. Okay, it's more based off of what you have the liberty to do. Mm-hmm. It based off of the society because okay. you are not you are not the only person who influences anything in your daughter's life, and especially in today's society where child protective services. Is a thing. Is a thing. Where 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 social workers if you ever actually look at some of the inst- the interesting statistics of social working, mm-hmm. like PSW like personal social workers, child social workers, all that stuff, you would be very, 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 very scared. Yeah. Where where it's unlikely that if you and your partners or wife or whatever split up that you will even see your kids. Because and especially because they like to bring them into court hearings to basically be the determining factor and how many social workers do you know that are men yeah yeah and so no so the answer is no it doesn't make sense to have a daughter but in that in that vein it doesn't make sense to have kids and it doesn't make sense to get married absolutely like the whole thing just doesn't make sense for well me. absolutely but i'm just saying if you have to hedge your bets if I, if you have to hedge your bets don't do any of it you you probably come out on top no i mean statistically speaking statistically speaking there are okay so if you have to hedge your bets, you got, mm. it's not necessarily like you go all the way, but you could you could potentially find a middle a middle ground that makes sense. 
Okay. Right. Because the issue is not divorce. The issue is society's influence on your children based and that conflicting with your ability to properly raise your children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I had to hedge my bets, though, I would probably do better get raising a son. Than I would a daughter. All so right, that's hedging enough. my bets. Mm-hmm. And that's, once again, going back to the whole, this is that you can't necessarily think in terms of idealism versus mm-hmm. realism. Every time I, you know, it's funny. You can't necessarily choose what gender you're gonna be. It's like, I mean, you can't. Oh, actually, you you can, can, but 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 don't. (laughs) (laughs) But don't do that. It was funny. You know, it's funny about this episode. What? Every time I'm, every time I'm making a point, you hit me with a side point, and then I have to think about that point, (laughs) and it fucks me up, and I sound dumb. Damn you for knowing how to beat me. Damn you. Victory. Damn. Damn. Oh man, this is, a, this is a whole secondary conversation that we've had about about people in in my life wanting me to lose conversations more often. So, shout outs to you. The uh, victory is ours. Yeah. <laughs> but I always been the war. But um, no. Basically, what I was trying to say is like, if you had to, like, because once again, I don't like I I don't live in a world of mm-hmm. idealism. I just don't. Yeah, but eventually you're gonna have to boil down to a, you're gonna have to boil down to a set of ideals and live by them. That's just what it is. You can't navigate the world without ideals. Yeah, but I just mean idealism in terms. I don't mean like I should probably stop using the word idealism. Then I just mean in a world of like, like superfluous make believe. But yes, but why not strive for something better? Why not create a world that is better in your head and uh, then try to make the world around you match that as opposed to mm-hmm. bringing your vision down to match the world around you? Because I don't care how often you think you should fly. Yeah. Gravity will tell you to go fuck yourself. Yes, but obviously, if you... Obviously. No matter, obviously, yes, but no matter word, how much obviously. you think your, your wife is going to give birth to your, your half dinosaur lizard that's going to ride you around, uh-huh. you're going to get a human baby. And that's there, why it's stupid to there be... Are you just proved my point. There are some things that are... <laughs> Idealistically, if no, I want... <laughs> there are some things that are just ridiculous. Yeah. And you know are ridiculous. Uh-huh. And that's why some people are crazy. Because yeah. they, but there are some things that are realistic. Like, yeah. like saying that if I have a daughter, I will raise her. I'm going back to the conversation we're having. Yeah. Saying if I have a daughter, I will try to raise her with the beliefs that I that I believe that she should have because she's my child. Mm-hmm. I will program my child the way I, I want to. I pay for it. Damn right. Anyway, <laughs> I, the beliefs that I believe that she should have and hope for the best that she would be uh, become a good woman. But eventually you have to boil down to, the, okay, these are the ideals. I'm going to take a leap of faith because you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's not necessarily that's where that's why I was like I need to take out the word idealism yeah. and start okay. working in terms of in terms of reality. Because once again, you prove my point. You this your entire point proves my point. If I'm working, if I'm working through superfluous, if I'm working th- uh, from an optic of superfluous fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. And I should not use that because that's actually it's kind of straw manning the conversation yeah. a little bit. But uh, I if, don't I'm, if I'm if I'm working from a place of if I'm working from a place of Here's my here's my intentional goal. Okay. Right. This is what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I feel ought to happen. Right. Um, if I am, st- if I have to, st- like, okay, let me let me go from two different extremes, right? Because okay. essentially we're talking about two different polar extremes. The real truth is I kind of fall within the middle, mm-hmm. but I lean more towards realism because it just makes them it makes more sense than mm-hmm. leaning more towards f- like idealism. Idealism. Mm-hmm. Which, 
We, no, God. that's a good that's a good yeah. word. Idealism is a good word. I know. I just hate that word because sometimes it gets used. It, it gets overused. It gets overused, but then also gets misinterpreted mm-hmm. because there are two ways to look at idealism. Yeah. Look at idealism from like archetypical idealistic standpoint. Yeah, like and a perfect look, world. A perfect this is world. what it will. And be. then you look at idealism as a counter to like because we're using idealism more as a counter to realism. Okay. So it's not realism, is how we are using yeah. how we are. How we are actually using the word idealism so, in this conversation. So we're using idealism in the opposite of acting in the world as it is and trying to make the world as you think it should be. Exactly. Okay. So if we're looking from that standpoint, then my thing is like, okay, if you ought to be this way, mm-hmm. or if things ought to be this way, and mm-hmm. you primarily focus from that standpoint, you lose track of the fact that it doesn't matter how often you idealize or how often you 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 try to fly mm-hmm. if you can't fly you can't fly mm-hmm. so it it becomes a level of stubbornness that's attached to your idealistic standpoint if you look from the if you look at the world from a standpoint of realism mm-hmm. then if you can't fly then run if you can't run then walk if you can't walk then crawl you taper your approach so that you can still maintain a level of idealism but it's realistic to the situation by which you are presented it doesn't matter how much you may want your child to be an exemplary fully programmed version of whatever you want whatever idea, if, idea, whatever you yeah. whatever you idea, idealize right mm-hmm. If you can't, mm-hmm. you're just being stubborn if you try to continue it. And the problem is that as men, mm-hmm. we don't get to be idealistic in a lot of cases, especially when it comes to our children, because the society, the government, and social media and this world will make it seem that Kanye West is crazy for wanting his eight-year-old daughter mm-hmm. to not be on TikTok. Okay. And that's just the world. So, like, in a world where Kanye West is crazy for saying, hey, I don't want my, I don't want my underage child to be exposed. You know what's funny? That same week, mm-hmm. this same week, there was a whole thing about TikTok and how this one child predator was just roaming on TikTok and how his account got got deleted and then got reinstated a few days later even though there was a whole investigation about mm-hmm. all the stuff that he would do to prey on children so weird so Kanye West is crazy for saying he doesn't want his child exposed to an internet full of child predators on the same app that reinstated the child predator. A right. child predator. And what's even crazy is TikTok has a means to to monitor it and make it so that the algorithm they have like a TikToks for kids mm-hmm. where kids who are under a certain age, under thirteen I believe, can access TikTok but are but are given security parental locks to prevent the same idea with Netflix, mm-hmm. same idea with YouTube, same idea with Facebook. But her parent, her primary mm-hmm. her primary parent decided to forego the steps that have already been have already been set to limit access mm-hmm. 
in spite of Kanye West's ideals. And this harkens this harkens back to the conversation that like fathers aren't second class citizens when it comes to their parents or when it comes to their children. They aren't or are they aren't idealistically they aren't or they aren't realistically supposed to be. realistically though, they are and they shouldn't be see because because you are you are correct like you do have to approach it from a, a point of realism i will concede that point because ha, as, much as, as much as as much as right. you oh, want give me a second ha ha i know you're listening right now <laughs> i know you're listening yeah yeah one wells it's a, it's a, it's an inside yeah joke. i figured it was <laughs> anyway can i continue yeah or? go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> we well, are the champ okay but i yeah no i will agree to that because um realistically you might want to teach your children everything that you want but if the mother doesn't let you see them then the mother doesn't let you see them so as, much as you can try to contest with it but guess what happened when kanye west wanted to go to his daughter's fucking birthday <laughs> Yeah, so call him a drug addict. No, it doesn't make sense. But it, that, that it just doesn't make sense to have children. Yeah, because because even though I feel that a lot of relationships, a lot of relationships are approached. I can say I can say this because the statistics agree with me. Especially marriages are approached mm-hmm. with a level of fantasy by women. Yeah, because eighty percent of divorces are proposed by women. So mm-hmm. don't argue with me. Go argue with the statistics. Yeah. And and the thing about that is, okay, so if you let's okay, let if we're being responsible about children, mm-hmm. right? Why would Kanye lose parentage like parental like primary parentship over the children over Kim Kardashian with their track record? Aside from Kanye being crazy. But I don't That's think he's reason. crazy. I think everybody just that says is, he's crazy. Because he says reason. real shit. That's and the literal reason. Because he's crazy? They Because the Kardashians painted him in a light where he would be considered unfit to be the primary custodian to children. That doesn't... Because every... I hate... Because I talk to people about Kanye at work. And, like, he just comes up because he's Kanye West. He yeah, just kind of comes up. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you know, Kanye's losing his mind. I'm like, but is he though? Social media likes to play into an optic, and once again, the Kardashians were, are the masters of social media. It's, just, it's very simple for that one. That, that, very, that one hurts me. I know. That one hurts because because he. This is the thing that's very uh, very upsetting about the entire thing because it's all about social optics. I was gonna actually bring up the whole eighty uh, percent of divorces are initiated by women. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's a it's kind of a. It's kind of a skewed statistic. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. It's the same idea saying that men are are men abuse women at a higher rate than women abuse men. No, women not true. women abuse men at a higher rate than men mm-hmm. abuse women in most in most relationships. In most, yeah, in most heterosexual just, relationships. Yeah, too. it's just that the optics are are skewed in a way because men aren't actually told that the abuses of women are considered. Abuses. Abuses. So they just don't report it. The same idea when it comes to the divorce rate thing, because who stands to be better in a better position? Who stands to lose more in a, in a better, in a situation? Women stand to get more. Mm. Men stand to lose more. So in a lot of cases, when, when there is the case of, um, where a man would want to divorce their wife, they ought not to because they lose in the end. Yeah. So what happens is they just cheat. Or they get a mistress. Yeah. Or they do other means to basically c- 
curtail that whole thing. But once again, optics is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing it back to the main point when it comes to Kanye. He's a black single father yeah. who wants to be in his child's life. All of his children's yeah. life. Like, responsibly. Like, responsibly. Yeah. Like, get them off social media. He's, like He's being a responsible... He's being a, a responsible, pro, like, dad. And because of the fact that media plays into into the into the the whims of whoever manipulates it mm-hmm. he's considered a piece of shit but any any responsible black father in the media is 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 considered a piece of shit yeah 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 because he might have taken it too far but what he was doing was being responsible and in his child's life he wants to know that you know it's the craziest thing that no one ever talks about the fact that whenever you see those those um daughter mother mm-hmm. i think we talked maybe we talked about this before but no i don't think we have uh the daughter mother like videos of like a girl like a woman in her like a woman in her 20s mm-hmm. like her mid-20s and then um a mom it's like oh here's me in doing this weird tiktok dance because i hate tiktok dances mm-hmm. but uh, and I'm all in, and I'm scantily clad because I'm in my 20s, so I'm allowed to. And here's my hot mom who's also scantily clad, and we looks like we're fucking sisters. It's like, and then they do the whole age thing. Like, oh, I'm 25, and my mom is 40. Yeah, yeah. No, just 40. <laughs> and you go math. That means that she had you when she was, which she when she was 15, which means she had sex when she was 14. <laughs> Oh, so you're you're a pedal baby. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? But like, yeah, I know. The, oh, it's always the oh, because nobody ever thinks that way. Because people, people like media, play, paints an optic, and then we normalize that optic. But when we take a moment to really think about the fact that, oh, your your yeah. mom was raped or molested. Like, no, your mom was molested from yeah, a legal statu- standpoint, statutory yeah. rape. It doesn't matter if she was will, a willing contributor. She wasn't participant. Participant. She, she was. <laughs> we go. Oh, the man raped this woman, who now is celebrating the fact that she's young and her daughter's young, and we're both young people together. And, together, and clearly the mom is single because you know how that goes. Yeah. Because why would a why would a married woman in her forties put on a scantily clad, t- like bathing suit and do hoe dance hoe dances? With her daughter, it's a whole hold down, hold down, hold downs on social media for her daughter to gain sexual clout on an app that we are also allowing an eight year old girl to just comfortably post whatever she wants on. And can we start a thing? Can we start calling TikTok dances hold downs? We should really call them hold downs. I, I already hate, I hate TikTok dances. I really. I said it. I said it a while ago. I think like that whole body rolling shit. Yeah. Like that, it gets go, old. Just go body roll off a cliff. Yeah, it gets so old. Like so tired. So dumb. <laughs> it's always the same move to the same dumb song, and it's just like. <sighs> and then black people want to complain that black, that 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 they keep on stealing 
like white people keep on stealing our dance trends, and I'm like, let them take it. They can let them stop doing it then. Yeah, so they can have, they can you have look it. Like, cute you know, in the first place. You really look, do. you look uh, like it just looks gross. Do other things and read now, a book. Read a, just read a passage from your favorite book and, on and TikTok. Let's and go. And now is one of those things where it's now become like it's become so inundated and so normalized that now actual dancers, like professional dancers, are opting out of doing professional dancing. To TikTok dance. To body roll? Just body rolling. And it's just like... And it also is not fun because... Like, I don't think a lot of women understand that body rolling exposes how your body is... Rolls. You... I don't... A lot of... A lot of women... This is gonna sound really fun. A lot of women ought not to body roll. Jeez. Oh, you don't... No, no. Get that with your bad self. It's, it's been on me way too yeah, much. You I go ahead. <laughs> You go right ahead. I was such a nice guy. You go right ahead. Yo, take it away. You need to leave. <laughs> no, but seriously, because I'm just like, yo, it's... I get it. You're on a journey. But, like, it's just... just uh, uh, uh. I get it. Oh, my New Year's resolution because lockdowns. My, 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 new, my, new, my new, new year, new me plans are probably going to start in, like, August, yeah, because that's <laughs> but like, come on, this is, come on, this is, while you're on your journey, just know when to know when to make pit stops. Sometimes you should just keep going on the road yeah. and not stop. And sometimes you just stop and just reassess the direction you're going. In. Yeah, just just check, you, pull you, out a map. You might have taken the wrong left and ended up on TikTok body rolling. Like you should have been TikTok body rolling. You took a wrong turn. I'm somewhere. telling you that vi- the video, the content you should be creating is like motivational workout vids, and, t- and like and TikTok has the the uh, like the potential to be such a useful app because it's like 15 seconds to three minutes, and you yeah. can, you don't realize how much it's like Twitter but videos. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you don't realize how much information you can pack in that to teach people how to do things, and it's like short, compact information, right? Yeah. Instead, it's just hoedowns. I know because China changed the algorithm so that our our TikTok is different from their TikTok. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that was Andrew's point. Yeah, that's super unfortunate because it's frustrating. Like I, yeah. I kind of just like stopped using TikTok because it was just a bit too much, and you realize how like desensitized you get to like. Mm-hmm. The female body, yeah. I mean, I just I've had to curate my my uh, my algorithm yeah. intentionally, yeah, like intentionally, like because you can you you get more. The algorithm the algorithm has a hierarchy of um, of options, right? So it's like if you like something, it's not going to be it's not like the algorithm isn't gonna isn't going to recognize it the same way if you like share it or add it mm. to your favorites or save it. So I make it a point now to mm. never save ho shit. Okay, yeah. Also because I don't really want ho shit on my phone yeah. because that's a problem. Yeah. Our, coming back to our last conversation last week about well actually this hasn't happened mm. and I oh my god. I know it's going to sound a little shady but I'm so happy that my girl doesn't go to my phone. Yeah. Not because I have things on my phone but it's just because that is literally like like don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. I saw a video today of a guy of like a girl, like 
Well, they had TikTok content, right? Mm-hmm. A girl, a girl was like sitting on. First off, a white girl. <laughs> White. Okay, I don't know why you had to that black specify, king but right. sitting sitting on a on a nice on a nice white bed, nice white bed with her black king, and her black king. Okay, so a tank top, mm-hmm. white tank top, and beanie. That's what the guy was wearing, and he was eating a nice, nice, nice little, uh, nice little to go plate of food. On the bed, and she's doing what most women do when there's a fucking camera that they can use and an intimate moment where her guy is just wanting to enjoy something to himself essentially, but she's just around, Mm -hmm. which is bother the fuck out of him, right? So she's like, ooh. Oh, that looks so nice. Obviously, camera in the face, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Oh, that looks so nice. Oh, oh, you, can I have some? And, and he's just like, no, this is my food. What the fuck are you talking about? And she does the most disrespectful thing and just clomps her goddamn white hand in that goddamn meal. Yo, scrap. <laughs> Yo, you better square up, Mike Tyson. Let's like, go, Muhammad you, Ali. Dude, Yo. you know, okay, here's the thing that most women don't understand. If your man no longer, like, exudes anger, but just is quiet with you, leave. You've entered dangerous territory. You have entered the category where you are officially a nigga to him. You know that and he you will know treat you. Mean, mean with Ralph in the back of the bus? I'm in danger. danger. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's you should you. be thinking. If, if Especially a black man. If a black man hasn't vocalized his anger to you when you clearly have done something to anger him, just leave. Leave. Just pick it's, up your stuff and be it's like, going oh. to, it's, you're because you're gonna do some dumb shit afterwards, and he's officially gonna snap. Yeah, you know it. You're gonna do it. So just leave. Don't do that. But the point was, I don't even know what the point was. Oh, TikTok mm. or just bitch. I don't know what's fucked. I is. know, but I want to make a point on your leave point. Yeah, yeah. If he's if, if this is just another warning for you because maybe you don't understand the signs because yeah. I don't know how because women love signs. <laughs> oh, my language. Why can't you read me? Yeah, I looked at him for two seconds. Anyway, he knew. He should have known. <laughs> anyway, one of the signs that things are about to get really violent is if he sits somewhere and kind of just looks in a direction. Oh my and god, quiet. away from you, away from you, and, and you decide quiet. to just come. One of I'm leaving you. I need space. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I know I know there are some women that fight. Yeah. And there's some women that don't fight. And there's a, the there's a feeling fight. in the air. And this is for the women that don't fight. There's a feeling in the air, it's kinda of like an electricity. Yeah. That you feel when you know that violence is about to ensue. Yo, right? and you know what's the funniest part? It's the women. It's it, this is a specific this is a specific PSA for the women who don't fight because the women yeah. who do fight automatically, automatically get know what's they already going know on. what the fuck's going on, so, so they don't ever do sure. dumb shit like what the fuck we're about to talk about. And and you you feel it when dogs are about to attack you or about to start barking, they get very still and they start growling. And him sitting there looking off in that direction, I'll tell you what he's thinking. The most violent images are going through his head, he's and already, he is talking himself down. He's already contemplated how many ways he wants to break your face. He, he has contemplated the combo. He knows the combo, the move set that he's about <laughs> to use on your ass, and he's just talking himself down. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. The best thing for you to do is leave. 
If you can't leave, just sit in the corner quietly. That's I'm just telling you. I'm leave telling him you, alone. Just leave you that nigga leave, alone. Leave him alone. You know what the next thing he said to, the, to her? It's like, I'm done with you, bitch. Bitch, I'm done with your shit. Like, when a man... when I'm, If a man does not call you out your name ever, when he does... Shut the fuck up and leave. <laughs> just, just go. Just go. It's like, not worth what it. What did I do? Whatever's about to come. What did out. I do? <laughs> what not, did I do? You don't want those wanna, answers. They want to fuck. They always want to bother you with what did I do? What did I do? It's like I'm trying to walk away from you. But what did I do though? You don't want those answers. Yo, it's like it's like it's like a puppy who shits on your shoe and then wants to keep following you. And in your mind, you're just like, I want to kick this puppy no, so see, badly. But the thing about a puppy is, is it doesn't really understand what it did. I know. So you you feel bad for it because you're like, you're so you're fucking such a stupid. stupid. Dog. Like I love you, but it's you're just so, so fucking dumb. With the woman, you're like, you should fucking know better. Were you raised by wolves? No, what's and what's even crazier is before, back in the day, traditionally speaking. We could look at women as though they were some little puppy. Oh, you're just so fucking dumb. You don't know what the fuck you just did. Now I can't I can't hit you for, for your ignorance. You just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But nowadays we're like, oh well and this is oh my god, I really am gonna be cancelled for yeah. this one. But it's like nowadays we go, Oh, I mean women are smarter than we are, aren't they? Women are are more are more in, are more in tune with emotions, more in tune with social cues, more in tune with all these things. Because apparently, men, especially black men, are raised in a society where we have never gotten in touch with our emotions and have no understanding of any social cues or anything of anything. So clearly, they know more about this shit than we do. But when we when we walk away from you, creating distance, yeah, after you have clearly done something to upset us, okay. I'm I'm gonna get canceled for this. I tried. I tried, motherfucker. I tried. Yes. Right. I tried. Yeah. Okay. Have yeah. we have we had the women children argument? Before. What? Have we had the women children conversation? Well, women and children first. No. How? How? I had this. I had this conversation at work. Um. One time. How it is hard to look at someone as equal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had we've had this conversation. Like, we had this conversation like on the mic. Yeah, I had to completely paraphrase it for you. Oh yeah, okay. you, were like, okay. you were like, "Yo, as long as, as long as these bitches look like start acting like children, I'm gonna treat y'all like children. It's like my property, bitch." No, it's not. It's not even as long as they act like. Wow, when you say it like that, I know that's why I have to reword it. It was so Bro, toxic. It's not. It's not. Thank you for letting me bring this back up on this episode of the Roaming Podcast. So I, got we, you. You, I I still look like I'm it's, the better of us. It's not that they act like children, and that's not the thing. And it's I don't think that they act like children because the mm. thing is, like I think personally that women are more equal than they think they are. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. I, I believe yeah. women are equal mm-hmm. more to more than they think they are in the sense that I believe that equality is equality is what equality does. Yeah, you got okay. Okay. So um, when but the thing is the way it's set up is equality isn't that that way. No. So you cannot. I don't think you can be equal in a protected class. If I came in here with a bodyguard because I couldn't be alone with you, there's no way that I am equal to you, and there's no way you should consider me as equal. Yeah, you're not. Exactly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that the fact that women exist as a protected class from men mm-hmm. makes them more and 
this is where I'll get cancelled more akin to children in which children exist in an equal frame in the sense if we're all lining up for something or doing something I can't just be like get out of here you're a child and get in front of them yeah they exist in a sense of autonomy but there are rules and laws that protect them from the world that I exist in that aren't there for me absolutely and that being said where was I going with this I don't really remember uh, since you're, I think you were going with uh, bitches ain't shit. Oh yes, yeah. But no, it's like you know, I get, I get the whole point where it's like, <laughs> where it's like because claiming claiming that equality is a big a big uh, aspect of society or or something that they are striving for, but still benefiting from the inequality of society makes it so that it's like, what are you actually doing? Yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, in the sense of like, how am I supposed? And the worst yet is like, I get faulted because I don't see, like. Uh, or uh, or I am supposed to see you as equal, mm-hmm. and for some reason I have a hard time doing it. And the hard time is basically because you are afforded things that I'm not. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's the different like because there's two different ways of looking at it from a political from a political standpoint. Okay. It's like <clears throat> we act like women in a lot of cases are acting as though this whole patriarchy thing thing I'd say thing because it's a thing. But this whole patriarchy thing, it, like what they want to do is dis, is demolish it. Mm. They want to completely tear it down. Abolishment of the patriarchy in general, right? Mm-hmm. But the real, the reality that a lot of us are facing, once again, idealism versus realism. Mm. The realism, the reality that we're facing is instead of it being a tearing down, it's starting to look like a usurpment. Mm-hmm. It's just a coup. Yeah, feminism, feminism from feminism as it was initially taught was essentially supposed to be a demolishment uh, of the entirety of this system that basically puts people in a hierarchical uh, value of environment where some people are considered first class and other people are considered second class citizens. Mm-hmm. Before initially, it was that men were the first, were the women were the second class citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's now in this third wave of feminism, it starts to look more like a coup d'état, where essentially all they're trying to do is make it so that men are officially second class citizens, and women are now the protected class, but not just protected in terms of the minority approach to protected, where it's like, oh, they are the victim class, and mm. therefore we should give them things to up special to, provisions, special pro- uh, provisions to basically allow them to have an equal footing with uh the rest of society let me bring it back to february which is really all that black people fucking wanted in the first place and then white people started fucking complaining about the shit and now they keep on fucking complaining which is why everybody who keeps on telling me about why joe rogan should have been allowed to use the n-word 70 times during his pro podcast can go eat my black dick um (laughs) Yeah, the re- like instead it's starting to look like a coup where it's just like they are taking advantage of this 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 secondary class of of, of being a secondary being class spe- a secondary special class mm-hmm. but also are putting are also now saying that they are the primary class. They control all the things and they have the right to have the say in this thing so they are both the first class and the fake second class which is interesting because it's putting them in a place where they have all the rights of of men, men? traditional men they have all the rights of men none of the responsibilities and they are able to do things and get away with things that men aren't it's not even that they're also affo- they're also men are not afforded the rights of women 
Uh, the rights of women, yeah. yeah. The right, no, they are afforded the rights of men, and the rights of women allow them to subvert the responsibilities of men. Yeah, but just we are not we are not given access to the things which have historically been rights of women. For example, I want to be a house husband, <laughs> which isn't a right; it's more of a privilege. Yeah, it's not a right. It, it, just because I marry you doesn't mean you can stay home. We have that's we have how to, it was before. That's how that's how it used that's to how be it was before. before yeah. That's what I'm saying. And and, and and that's a lot of things. And this is where I will agree with Fresh and Fit. It comes <coughs> from a lot of holy of, shit. You hear that, women? Yeah, yeah. It's surprising, <laughs> but but just because again, it goes back to the conversation we had last time. Yeah. So, sometimes you have to take what they say. You have to move, separate what is said from the person saying it. Yeah, because yeah. what is said is valid, and nobody and else is saying it. Yeah, and I understand that everything that they say is not specifically what you're agreeing with but certain aspects of it yeah and what he's saying is a lot of women want traditional men but don't want to be traditional women yeah absolutely and and this is the problem because there is no fighting against the tide there is no more and yes traditional men and traditional women might be a role that people want but there Mm -hmm. is no more solid class of that I it, just like, sorry, Karen. It's now become a a mix of modernism of, of of modern men and modern women that are attempting to fill traditional roles. Okay, and they have to either accept the fact that their man is modern, so they either have to go to work or the or whatever, and accept tra- some traditional man roles, or yeah. be traditional women and stay home and let their man be traditional men. Absolutely. Um, the only thing I would say about even the concept of traditional versus modernism is like our modern men and women <clears throat> is I feel like I've started to start I've started to realize that it's a cop out conversation. Okay. Because we don't actually have a definitive a definitive timeline for either of those two different yeah. groups. So what happens is we just assume, oh, anything from the past is considered traditional and that we can just take from any point mm, in, in the history, past yeah. in history and say that it's traditional mm-hmm. like sorry I'm, I'm not gonna lie it's actually because i've been reading like way of kings and other fantasy novels mm. and all this stuff and i go like how far back is traditional yeah like yeah. like where like is it back when when we were all in huts and and yeah. bitches had to like 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 hunter is it hunter gatherer times is it <laughs> is it the is it the madman era it's like is it medieval but like with modern, modern is just as simple as the present into the future. Mm-hmm. So what's ironic is the 90s is considered traditional. Mm-hmm. The 2000s can be considered traditional because now we're in the 2020s. Traditional is just what we did before. That is and what the term is because tradition is just doing something that was done like last year yeah, or the years before, it's just, right? It's just a pattern. It's just a pattern of action. So so being traditional is like, it's like what is tradition except for tradition to say. Did you get to that part of the way of the kings with the, with the Takamon? The no. Tradi- no? Okay, because 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 someone brings up that question, so I'm surprised you're like yeah. just reading it has made me think about that. I'm like, oh, okay. I told you, I, I was I be predicting a lot of this stuff when it comes to it. I mean, I'm always that's what that's the thing about. It. I was having a good conversation about how how I how I approach arguments mm. and how I approach anything. Okay. I I've started to realize that one plus one equals two. So it doesn't matter how long it takes for another person to say one plus one equals two. If I know the answer to it, I'm already ahead. Mm-hmm. So by the time that I've already seen the logical progression of something, I'm already understanding the conclusion and working past that point. So it's like, I've already read this part. I'm, you don't have to tell me that one plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. I'm already on, yeah, but working on the rebuttal to the actual end oh. statement that you are that you are alluding to. Okay. But, but, but um, always keep an open mind. 
Yeah, always keep an open mind, especially when you're when you're reading things and when you're talking to people, because though you might understand the logical progression of the argument being said, mm-hmm. the way they got there might shine some light on a question that you have about, about the statement. Absolutely, it's never one of those things where I'm no longer listening. Mm-hmm. It's just more like, okay, I can see where you're right, going. going now. Now that I have an idea of what's going on, I don't have to put as much focus into trying to understand it. Now I can just see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, no, I think, and I think, I think that's probably the one thing that is more the annoying part about the sector of, of pods and YouTube and TikTok and all this stuff, especially when you get so caught up in TikTok is like TikTok, especially with the whole sharing and clipping and, mm-hmm. and just duetting and, and all that shit and, and stitching. I'm just like half of the time it's just, it's just a woman or a man saying some shit hyperbole, like just with hyperbole and then women or men responding and it's it just gets kind of it gets really tiring mm-hmm. especially in the black community because that's just the optics that i have of it but it gets really tiring when people when people have that long drawn out traditional versus modern conversation conversation because even the concept of modern we don't consider modern even in the standpoint of the future we consider it in the present but we don't consider it literally the present we think of like a time frame of, 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 idea, the, of ideas. the idea of the present but mm-hmm. we don't even take all of it and it's like to say hey i'm traditional but my man can't do this or oh, I'm traditional but I want my woman to also do yeah. this I'm like, traditional but he doesn't punch me in the face all weekend, all weekend. Yeah. I'm traditional but but I wear pants yeah like, literal pants like actual pants yeah actual pants traditional but I don't know how to cook what? like what, or what? I, not even not what? even I don't know how to cook I don't cook yeah or mm. I'm traditional, but I, I don't go to work. Yeah. What's, what? And what's even funnier is I can even say from the opposite standpoint, I'm traditional, but I, I'm, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Girlfriends are not a, are not a, traditional, not a traditional thing. You, yeah. either are, you either are courting somebody or you're married or you're to somebody. Married to one, yeah. And what's even crazier is I actually agree with a lot of the statements of women who go, oh, um, you, you, want a, you, want, you, you want a traditional woman, or you want a traditional woman, but you're not a traditional man. And you ask me to do girlfriend duties or wife, wife duties, duties on, on a girlfriend's salary. Yeah. It's like, no, a, a, you should, like, they're absolutely correct. Because if you are traditional, you don't ever have a girlfriend. You are either courting or you are independent. She can do whatever she wants outside of the courting process. And by the time the courtship is over, the intention is engagement. Yes, that's so. There's never yes, a girlfriend. True. There's never but, a girlfriend. I'm just saying specifically from from tra- from, a from traditional. If I'm specifically traditional, I don't. I should never ask my my girl to ever make me anything, cook me anything, expect her to have sex with me. All these things that are considered engagement slash married life. Unless there's a ring on her finger, she should not be doing anything womanly for you at all. And that's just from a traditional standpoint. Yeah. Same idea when it comes to when it comes to men. I don't understand women who say, "Hey, my boyfriend should pay for me, yeah. buy me shit, like all this stuff." No, I buy you a gift. Yeah, I, but I it's take usually you to a dinner, dinner, maybe, maybe. Like, but the idea is that it's not, it's not, it's like before courtship was one of those things where there were tokens of affection. Yeah, not, not obligations. Obligations. Like I do it because I want to show you that I love you, not because I have to. Yeah, well, no, do these I things. Agree. So it's like. 
once again, what is traditional versus what is modern? Like, how do we define the difference? And where are we drawing the line? Where are we drawing the line? Clearly, the line is blurred, but we just want to say some shit because it's the same idea with everything else. We act as though equality is our goal, but really, it's just a usurpment of whatever yeah. system. It's getting a puts, leg up. Yeah, it's because we feel the oppression that's being placed upon us, and we don't fuck with it because that oppression is primarily just an obligation for us to do something that we feel is not something that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I yeah, I can't argue with you there, because that that is a problem with traditional. It's like for traditional, let's go live in caves and wear loincloths and hunt during the winter. It just sounds terrible. Yeah, but that's traditional. And I'll oh, on Sundays I'll hit you over the head with the club and drag you back. Or like I'm traditional, but I want to date a I want to date a woman while I'm broke. Oh yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> The, you are untraditional, but what do you mean? I have to pay, th- I have to hold three months of my salary for a ring. Yeah, what do you, you know, it's even funnier. Women don't ever talk about this. I'm traditional, but what do you mean? My parents have to pay for the wedding. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. That's tradition. That's true. That is literally, that's literally weddings. That's how weddings were. Yeah, before you want to talk about white dresses and all this shit, yeah, figure yeah. out whether or not you can afford it. Yeah, your dad's paying for it, <laughs> so you can get whatever money. you want, sweetheart. You can't even, I, that's gonna be a terrible way of, of ending this. What do you mean I'm traditional? I don't know if we're ending this, but ending mm-hmm. this actual landing this, this point, segment, yeah, landing this point. But what do you mean I'm traditional? But I have to now get my dad to pay for this wedding, yeah, who I haven't seen. In forever, because absentee fatherhood is statistically a, a bigger problem with women, women. than yeah. men. So, unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Bakugo though. But Bakugo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the real nigga right there. Yo, I, I gotta be doing some shit. Oh man, that's funny. He really does come from a place of privilege, though. He does. It? He does. But. To be honest, he's still sick with it. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, like he is a privileged brat, but you gotta yeah. get credit where credit's due. Oh yeah, he's fucking nasty with Amazing. it. So, and he only has one power that he has to kind of just like figure out. Like, and oh, he I, figures it out I, nicely. I sweat a lot, and my sweat can blow shit up. I'm blowing the, all these niggas up. <laughs> like but, what? What do you do, Deku? I don't know. I ate, I ate hair, and now I have like all a the powers. million powers. So I'm just better than you. How does it feel to be shit? Hey, maybe Never. I should maybe I should steal that little million guy's name and use that instead because I got little million powers. powers. Yeah, <laughs> fuck him. And Lemillion was still better than him. I He's know. like, yo, I'll fuck you up. Every, especially when you find that that he was he was supposed to be All Might's actual. If he successor. was if he was all for one successor, he oh. would be so broken. Oh. All, but you need a quirkless guide because if you don't, then blah 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 blah. <laughs> Oh, then we can't fake the story of, of, of excellence and self-improvement. But no, seriously, you should actually, uh, if you do want a good series specifically where all the characters are vital to the storyline and it's not one of those, even though the two main characters clearly are above The two all, main characters, yeah. Are sure. like, are awesome and like they're above all but whatever. Like, Black- it still comes down to the fact that like the other characters are really good. Black Clover. Black Clover? Black Clover, like everybody... Gets important? better. Okay. Everybody. There's even a character who literally is trash, but he takes his power of trashness and makes it into not trashness. Like his, like his, his power was: I'm going to soul tie with you, and you're gonna have like all this extra energy and power, and I'm gonna have like none of this shit, 
and then we're gonna do the average thing. Oh shit! <laughs> oh wow! Shout out to Hafiz. That's the average guy. <laughs> That's what happens <laughs> when you take a, when you take when you do. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I, we'll check it out. Yeah. I don't want to say I'll finish One Piece, but I'll, I'll get really far in One Piece, oh, and then I'll probably, I'll probably like gas out and then switch and hey. then come back later. Hey, don't worry about that. Just let me know when you finish when you when you gas out on One Piece, so I can or so I can gas I can out gas on, on Way of Kings and no read worry. and you, read Will Smith's uh, book about how he was essentially a cuck. Oh. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. You'll get through Way of Kings before okay. you guess out on Please, piece. because I actually don't want to read that book about Will Smith being a cuck. Yeah, so don't read it. But, like, I already bought it. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> I got caught up in the hype. The, the hype of cuckness? Yeah, of, man. Of the cuck would cuck like, have to, It's like sometimes when you when you get into when you get into tingles and stuff, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe the way I was thinking was wrong. And, like, the world actually... See this whole idealism shit that sometimes I get into. Maybe the world. Maybe I need to see the other side of, of the of the train tracks. And the grass may not be greener, but if I can see the how that grass is, maybe maybe it is a little greener. Yeah. Maybe maybe they just water on a better schedule. So I checked on that side. And I'm like, Yo, Will Smith, man. Why do they they kill our god? They kill our kings. Of course they do. They you Tom Cruise. Could be crazy, and nobody cares. Yeah, of course they do. But old Will Smith, just, just getting cucked out by his wife, cucked out by his kids. Yeah, you know, Jaden emancipated himself. Really? Yeah, and it it broke him. It broke Will. It broke. Yeah, cause he loved it. He yeah. You see your legacy go. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well, life is rough for Will Smith, and that's a very sad note to end this on. But, <laughs> but yo, tears for Will. Oh man, the plight of men. And stop the hoedown. Ah ah ah. Thank you for tuning into the Roaming Podcast. We have new episodes out every Monday and Friday. For news, info, and updates, you can find us on Instagram at the Roaming Empire.